them to your greatness. Reset them to our greatness. Reset to your greatness. Reset to our greatness. Reset to your greatness. Reset. Hey there, everyone. This is Stephanie Rule, your NHA podcast host. And I'd like to welcome you to our November 2020 NHA podcast. Our topic for this month is nurturing the hearts of families with immigration uncertainty. Too many families in our country today are facing the very real fears of being displaced or separated from one another due to their immigration status. One thing we can do as a community who cares is to give them the gift of the nurtured heart approach. While we, we may not be able to take away the uncertainty of what the future may hold for them, what we can do is give them the incredible tools NHA has to offer to support their relationships and deepen their family connections. Nurtured Heart has a beautiful way of showing us how to find the gift in all relationships we experience. With inner wealth as our vehicle, we can navigate even the most challenging of life's uncertainties. Just a few announcements before I introduce my guest for today's show. You can subscribe to our NHA podcast through iTunes or Blog Talk Radio so you can receive notifications about new episodes every month. You can find the Children's Success Foundation on social media by searching CSF is Greatness. You can explore our website, www.childrensuccessfoundation.com to find a trainer near you and many other great resources, including registering for our upcoming virtual CTI or certification training intensive in January. And you can visit our Facebook page, The Nurtured Heart Approach, for informative discussions around the application of NHA in your life. Certified Nurtured Heart trainers are on this page and provide great feedback and insight as you begin your journey with Nurtured Heart Approach. Lastly, if you have questions, comments, or any feedback regarding the podcast, you can email them to nhapodcast.csf at gmail.com. All right, so today I have an NHA advanced trainer on the show from New Jersey, and she's here with us today to share her experiences in bringing the Nurtured Heart Approach to a community that is experiencing extreme challenges, facing great fears and unknowns. And without further ado, I am honored to introduce my guest, Juana Zagara. Juana is an advanced NHA trainer who provides training to schools, mental health and treatment professionals, and child welfare workers. She is currently a clinical consultant with Cape Atlantic Integrated Network for Kids in New Jersey. Cape Atlantic Inc. Inc is a nonprofit care management organization that facilitates and coordinates care for children with the most complex and emotional and behavioral needs in Atlantic and Cape May counties in New Jersey. Prior to her current work with Cape Atlantic Inc., Juana worked as a supervisor for the Division of Youth and Family Services in Atlantic County, New Jersey. She also worked as an in-community in therapist providing in-home services to children with emotional and behavioral problems and their families. She mainly served the Latino community. NHA is central to Juana's practice and consultations as she works closely with child welfare workers and families who have experienced significant trauma. Juana has particular interest in working with immigrant children and their families, as well as L LGBTQ youth. She volunteers her time to provide support and NHA training to families that have been displaced and separated due to their immigration status. Juana lives with her wife, who, 
recently retired from working as the Victim Witness Coordinator in Cape May County. They both participate in community activities that provide support to families and LGBTQ youth. Wanna Work believes that NHA has transformed not only their relationship, but the way they interact with family and members in their community. Nurtured Heart has taught Juana the importance of relationship, connection to create a better family, community, and world. Welcome to the show, Juana. It's really, truly an honor to have you here with me today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I, uh, I also feel very honored that for this invitation. Mm, you're welcome. It's my, it's my pleasure. Um, I mean, you have clearly dedicated yourself to the well-being of others in a beautiful and selfless way. And so it's just, it's a gift to be able to have you here with us today. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. So why don't you start by telling us a little bit about the work you've done um, or have been doing with families who are facing immigration uncertainty? Sure. Um, I, you know, for, for many years, uh, about 11 years, I work as an in-community um, uh, therapist provider, uh, so, which is basically an in-home therapist. And uh, because I'm Spanish speaking, uh, Spanish is my first language. I work 99% of, of the families that, and children that I work with uh, were Latino families. And uh, because I live in uh, Cayman County, uh, it's a very small county. And uh, I got to know a lot of these families, especially after doing that work for 11 years. Um, mm -hmm the Hispanic community or the Latino community in uh, Cayman County grew uh, uh, significantly uh, from in the years that I was uh, working uh, uh, in Cayman County as an in-home therapist. So um, I, I met these families. I, I uh, many times I will encounter these families in church or uh, in others uh, activities that the community had. So uh, I, uh, I felt uh, very much part, part of that, uh, of the Latino community in Cayman. And um, I, after I uh, ended my time as an as a in-home therapist and took on this uh, job that I have now uh, as a clinical consultant, uh, I maintain some contact with these families because of, uh, of different activities that we had in, in the county. And uh, it started very simply by some families telling me that they had a, a relative that had come uh, you know, to, to the US and had come to live with them and they were experiencing uh, uh, some uh, emotional or behavioral problems if it was a teenager or a child. So, uh, and also through my church, I was uh, being connected to a lot of families who were new to, to the US. Uh, and not uh, whole families necessarily, but sometimes uh, it was a child that they had left in their country of origin for while they, the parents were working here. So um, they were experiencing this reunifications with their, with their children. Uh, however, uh, they were also experiencing a lot of distress and, and tension because of uh, not knowing one another that well and being at different stages of immigration. Mm -hmm. uh, also, I think uh, 
one of the uh, of of the reasons that uh, I decided to do, especially NHA with families, is because the the deportation uh, rates increased significantly in the last uh, five years, mm -hmm. um, and it, it took a different um, a different role or or a different um, way of looking at, at at deportation because before. Normally, people that were new arrivals were being deported or people that were convicted felons. Uh, in the last four or five years, we, uh, we are experiencing that people that uh, were here for, for periods of time were being deported with no necessarily no uh, criminal history or no uh, other faults. Uh, right. That's the word that I want. So. Um, so that's how I uh, got interested in in uh, in doing NHA. So a lot of, of of the families that I see are just by word of mouth <laughs> that people will and and naturally uh, many of these families their income is very limited. They don't have any type of insurance. So even for them to see somebody to talk about their experiences is very difficult. So. Um, my church gave me the opportunity to sometimes uh, use one of the rooms so I could meet with them there. Uh, sometimes I went to their home, I go to their homes. Um, and I don't, you know, I don't have a, a tremendous uh, caseload because I, I work full time. And uh, right. so I see these families uh, uh, depending on, on the urgency of their needs. Um, but uh, yeah, and, and I've, I've been very uh, fortunate to be able to uh, uh, share Nurture Heart with them, the Nurture Heart approach with them. And mm -hmm. um, it has been uh, a very positive experience for both of us, for, for the families and for me. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's a really a beautiful thing. I mean, this is, this is something you do on the side this is not something you're doing for your job. So it shows that you're doing this out of the selfless, compassionate piece of your heart. Um, and, and, you know, and I, I came to the U.S. as a college student. So I was, you know, I had already significant relationships in, with my family and, um, and, very, uh, and a lot of closeness with my family. Uh, that I am originally from Peru, so I came here to go to college. But uh, and even even at that age, I was experiencing a lot of the uh, the differences. Just the, the the process of acculturation of assim assimilating to a new culture can be very uh, challenging. So more so if you have uh, on top of all that the fear that that you might be told that you cannot stay here or you cannot be here. Right. So, right. Uh, yeah, it, it's uh, so I, I think um, a lot of families, uh, I, what I sense in them is a lot of um, their emotions are very intense. That's why I think Nurture Heart is so helpful to them because uh, the, the parents and the children are feeling the, you know, a lot of fear, distrust. Uh, they, they isolate. Uh, because they are afraid, they don't know who they can trust, right? So oh, man. Yeah. Uh, th there's a lot of isolation uh, also with that. So um, Nurture Heart brings them a little bit closer, uh, not only to themselves as a family, but I think to the community. 
Mm. Can you speak a little bit more about that? How does Nurtured Heart support them, support them um, as they live, these families are living in that, that fear? You know, what is it that it brings them um, to help them, I don't know what the words are, not get through the fear, but live in that fear in a way that is not, um, uh, doesn't cause them to feel quite as isolated maybe? Mm-hmm. Yes, I think uh, it, when I have had the opportunity to, uh, because I, I work with diff- different uh, sets of families sometimes, like I mentioned before, sometimes it's one member of the family that is just joining the rest of the family that has been here for a, a significant amount of time. Or sometimes I work with with a, a teenager, let's say, who came to the U.S. as an, an accompany you know, not, not, not with any adult, came on his own uh, here to the U.S. and met with uh, people that they, uh, his family and his country of origin told, told him to, con- to connect with. And sometimes that doesn't work. So they, 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 are, they are in different, uh, with different families so, uh, or in different places. So what I'm trying to describe is that uh, it, sometimes it can be a little complex because they, they are at different stages of their uh, immigration mm-hmm. or in different situations. I have worked with families, uh, parents and children, and I have worked also with teenagers uh, and their caretakers or people that they trust, uh, you know, to take care of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, I think what I have discovered is that Nurture Heart gives them the opportunity to, to start communicating with one another, you know, um, without having to, to stay in the negativity that they see or the, the despair that they feel about what is around them. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yes, I don't know if I'm being clear, but I, um, they, uh, I, I think uh, by teaching the stands, uh, I, they, they start uh, understanding that, okay, well, if, if I am, um, if, if my child is experiencing a lot of, uh, emotions because they have fear that uh, I am as a parent could be deported. Well, it, it gives me the opportunity to to use the stance in a, in a way that uh, I don't have to spend a whole lot of time explaining it. Just uh, uh, not, not, I don't need to lecture them or sit them down specifically. I can just move them through that uh, feeling using the three stance and maybe, um, I could give you an example if that's possible. Oh, I would love that. Yes. Uh, Very uh, much. For example, uh, you know, a, a child could be uh, saying to the parent, uh, I'm so, you know, uh, mom, are you, are, are you be going to be taken away? Uh, you know, and, and I, I do remember some of uh, th- that was one of the most common questions I had uh, when I was when I work with fam- I still do when I work with families that the, the children are so afraid so the parents don't know how to respond to that. So one of the, um, uh, uh, the ways that they're uh, learning to handle uh, this through the stance is um, instead of, of becoming as as uh, afraid as the child or 
or uh, maybe uh, making the child feel a lot more anxious by their response. Mm -hmm. uh, they, they don't ignore their question, but they uh, use uh, mainly recognitions. You know, they, the mother might say to her child, uh, you know, I appreciate uh, you, or I, I know that you are very concerned about what is happening. And, and I, that, that, you know, that, that shows me how much you love me and how much, uh, uh, you know, our family is important to us, but let's, uh, let's have a plan. Let's talk about, uh, you know, what, uh, what could happen and how we can handle it. Uh, mm. So many times they have, uh, not always, of course, depending on the questions that the children have, they have sat and, and have, a, have a plan. A lot of these families have a plan. If I, you know, if I am deported, what uh, what could we do? You know, who mm -hmm. do I um, reach to? Who you know? Um, and also, uh, it has given them the opportunity as a community sometimes to talk about that. You know, what what things? Who who do we find support in? You know, it could be maybe that they don't have uh, family or relatives, but they could be members of their community so that they can help one another. So. What, what is our plan in the event that one of us or the two of us or, you know, or the main caretaker of the family is deported? What mm -hmm. can we do? And they're, they're very difficult conversations. Oh, yeah. But, uh, but I think uh, it makes it easier for them not to have to uh, explain a whole lot because as we know, children also don't need a whole lot of explanation. They just want a, a, a simple answer about where where do they go next right yeah right. so uh instead of um giving a whole lot of uh information they uh I, and i have had uh, parents say to me juana i always remember uh okay number <laughs> stand one stand two stand three so they can uh, process that for themselves even before yes you know, before answering uh, to their children, because it can be very uh, difficult, as you can imagine. They, parents are experiencing also those intense emotions, mm -hmm. you know, so they have to reset themselves. Uh, they have learned, they're learning to do that, to how to reset themselves, how to understand that if they are not resetting themselves, they are um, communicating those, set, that the intensity of their emotions to their child without even knowing. Mm -hmm. right. uh, so just just to use uh, uh, those stands, but um, so can I can I just ask you a question real quick? Or sure. kind of I'm talking too much. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're not talking too much at all. Actually, this is so um, in, enlightening to me. I it's obviously something that I I have no personal experience with, and um, it it's it's such a it's it's. It's a very uh, traumatic experience for families that have to go through this. And so yeah. I find it to be refreshing to hear what you're saying, to hear you walk, how you're walking them through the three stands. Um, and I, what I'm hearing is, you know, instead of like, you're just teaching them, okay, stand one, we don't need to, when that question is posed to us, when, the, when our child asks us, are you going to be taken away from me, mom? We don't have to, we can use stand one. We don't have to give all of our energy and show up in the, the, the big emotional way 
that we might be um, pulled to show up for them, right? And give lean into that fear and that we're we as the adult would be experiencing as well. Um, but we can instead, you know, in stand one, we can be resetting ourselves, right? Resetting and breathing through the fear that we are experiencing and our children's fear and kind of just sitting in that with them. And then stand three, um, the plan that you talked about, having that clarity, that absolute clarity on what are what is our plan? This is real. I, and I, I love, I, I appreciate how, um, uh, how real this, that you are um, showing up for them. Like you're showing them, I, I'm not trying to, um, I'm not trying to make things seem all peachy and pretty and, and fine. Like everything's going to be fine when I work with you. What I'm trying to do is be very real with you. So let's create a very clear stand three plan if that does happen, if we do have mom or dad taken away or someone else from yes. our family, right? So that, that you've got stand one, we don't need to show up in big ways around that fear. Stand three, we, um, we have a clear plan set in place. And now we've got this beautiful wide open space for stand two, where we can just show up in that moment of everything that's going right in that, in those moments and, and share with each, share that with each other. And that's, um, I think you spoke in, um, somewhere along the lines, you said, you said something about how that it's so great for them to be able to, um, dive into their relationships and, um, really build in their, in build their relationships together. And that's where the stand two comes into play. Once you've got stand one and stand three, clear for them. So um, I, I, I appreciate you walking me through an example of that because now I have a clear picture in my mind of how that how NHA really works in those moments. And I have a question. So I, I did say I had a question and here's my question. Um, oh, thank you. That's <laughs> very well. Thank you. And, yes. And just, just as a, a, a little, uh, you know, uh, uh, insight for, for that came as, as I was working, uh, I'm working with his families is that uh, is, you know, is, is not an easy conversation and, uh, and we don't want that to happen. But uh, when, when we uh, developed the plan, uh, what I noticed is that there was a lot uh, that the, the level of their anxiety, especially the children, and the parents as well, too, because I think they're, they are not used to communicate with their children about those things or, or at that level sometimes. Right. And, and just it, it decreased, it, it went down completely, you know, uh, not, not, not that it disappeared, there's still right. some anxiety, of course, but, but it was out of the way, you know, that I, I don't have to think about that we have a plan. And if, if, if it happens, this is what we're going to do. That's yeah, like, it sounds like they're, you're helping them to acknowledge the anxiety that's there, mm -hmm. the fear that's there. And acknowledging that it's very a very real thing for them and then not just sitting you're helping guide them from just being and living in the fear and anxiety moving into okay well here's the clear plan for if this does happen and now that we have that plan in place now we get to move forward in our lives exactly. and just be together and relish in the moments with one another um, mm -hmm. and build inner wealth in one another Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So my question was, um, I'm, I'm curious, do, when you meet with families, uh, um, 
in these situations. Um, are you actually teaching the, the nurtured heart to them or are you just being it and showing them like, okay, this is what you do here. There's something called stand one. We're going to not give any energy to that anxiety and fear. Or are you like actually sitting down, sitting them down and going through and teaching them the whole, um, the whole approach? I'm just curious. That's an excellent question. Uh, I really don't uh, teach it. You know, I just, uh, I present it as, as suggestions of things that they can do. Mm. And then uh, after we have done it for, for, for a bit, uh, then I give it a name. You know, I, I said, mm. well, the first thing that we we do when I when I suggest to you that uh, just to uh, not to jump into uh, the the intensity of the emotions that your child is feel, feeling or their fear, uh, that's what we call stand one. Mm -hmm. You know, it means, and then then I give them the words. Um, is and the the other challenge that sometimes I have. Uh, uh, face with families is that they come and uh, families have different levels of education and they're it's not they're very smart don't take me wrong <laughs> but mm -hmm. uh, I but I think uh, uh, so, most of these families have a better uh, they um, understand the concepts better if we are actually doing them and practicing in them yes you know and then then after I give them uh words just so they can uh name them if they if if they want to and i always say that the words are not important it's just <laughs> it's just right. you know what 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 you are doing and and yes i i try as much as i uh, can to uh to role model for them because uh, as you can imagine um sometimes we meet and we are talking about 10,000 other things except what we are you know therefore sometimes because mm -hmm. the conversation goes into different directions mm -hmm. so i am uh trying to to model for them uh you know if if a if a parent well or let's say a caretaker especially of a teenager who is here totally alone who has no family in this country and therefore um this caretaker has the best of intentions, but this uh, teenager doesn't feel as close to this caretaker as he would with his own parents. So therefore there's, there's a gap there, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, they, they don't respond as well as they would respond to their own parents. So when we start sometime uh, our meetings, um, I will uh, hear the caretaker give me all the, the list of all the things that this teenager did wrong that week. <laughs> so we, um, so I, I reset myself for the most part mm -hmm. and then uh, I reset them as well. You know, I, I and I, I tried to, uh, you know, um, model for them as to say, well, what was going good for this week for, for you? Or what was working for you this week? Or uh, just, just to, to, to model for them. So that your, question. <laughs> it does, it does. And so and it, it answered my question and, and now I have another one. <laughs> so when you um when you said you reset them when the when the caretaker is giving the list, the long list of everything that the teenager did wrong that during that week, um, my question is, is your reset when you're resetting them, is your reset does it does it look like you saying shifting them into thinking about, well, let's think about what did go right? Um, right. or are you actually diving in just saying, suggesting that they reset. I'm 
wondering. No, I, I just, I, I do say those exact words. I said, mm -hmm. okay, so let's think about what, uh, what is going, what went right this week. Mm -hmm. And I normally start with a teenager sometimes uh, just to shift a little bit, you know, um, uh, the, the, the attention that, you know, that the negative attention that we were given to that teenager to some positive attention. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, and also, uh, the, the reality that, uh, I, 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 I that, that this is a personal, uh, way for me of doing it. I, I, I think it's, it's better to, uh, as I said, to model it and then give them the words. I don't even use the word reset with them till much after, mm -hmm. you know, just so they, they know, you know, after a while I'll say, do, do you remember when I did this that I, I said, okay, let's, let's, uh, I um uh, I heard what you had to say, so let's 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 look now at the things that went right today uh, this week, uh, and then um, I tell them that that was a way of resetting. Yeah, that's beautiful. You're right yeah. because you don't have to have the term reset. The reset in in and of itself is a shift in energy, right? Correct. You're shifting the energy, so you you don't have to say reset. You can physically almost I had this visualization of you taking your hand and just physically shifting the energy instead of saying oh reset yourself you know it's just we're shifting oh and now we're looking at this instead we're now looking at what did go right this week tell me you know five things or whatever it is tell me a list of things that went that went well this week for for this teenager right yeah right. yeah that's beautiful and, and especially because I think as we all know, that uh, uh, when I see uh, uh, children, teenagers uh, acting that way and so intensely, I, I know that he uh, that these teenagers are looking for connection. Yes, and it's a connection that they miss and that they don't have. So, how to um, uh, create that that connection and that relationship between this well-intentioned caretaker? Uh, but that doesn't have maybe, uh, 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 doesn't know how to navigate the intensity of, of this uh, uh, teenager. And, and most of these host families are uh, uh, not necessarily uh, immigrants themselves. So I was going uh, to ask you about that. So tell yes, me about the host families. They, sometimes, you know, some, some of them are, but as you can imagine, uh, a lot of our Latino families, the ones that I know especially are not in a position to host sometimes another child in their home just because of their of the fi their financial situation or circumstances their housing etc now some of them are uh, able to uh, but they are not the most most of the host families are just families in the community that either they have been identified through the church or through the community in general, schools, uh, some schools sometimes identify a host family. Uh, schools are great for, um, uh, for letting us know that, you know, if a, if a, if a, a child is struggling and, and, and letting us know that they, they, they realize that they are, this child is not struggling because of academics or behaviors, is struggling because he, is, this child is trying to adjust to, to this new environment and, 
this new set of uh, <laughs> of uh, social social expectations, you know. Right, right. So, um, so uh, some of the families in that school or in the church sometimes offer to host, and they are really very well intentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think uh, uh, the gap is is we try to to. Um, to meet that gap in between the cultural aspect of immigration and what that all all that it entails and all that it means, and uh, and and what the child uh, is experiencing or living today, one of the things that I do appreciate very very much about Nurture Heart is that we don't have to go into what is the history of this child or why, you know, go into the depths of his experience or her experiences, you know, mm-hmm. we can um, just address uh, today what, yeah. what, what is happening today. Because I think in time that um, child or teenager will feel comfortable disclosing whatever he or she wants to disclose to that host family. They don't need to know um, all, all their experiences. Right. I don't know if I'm making myself clear about A- that. Absolutely clear. As the relationship forms, as the connection builds and the inner wealth builds, then those history pieces will come out naturally on their own when they feel comfortable and connected to their host family. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yes. And because I think I'm a therapist, so I was trained into you know, digging into yes, <laughs> yes, into the path. The, the deeper, the better, right? And right. I, that's why I, I appreciate so much about nurture heart. We don't have to do that. You know, we can just address what is that, uh, what is happening today. And as you will said it, uh, the relationship becomes stronger that way. The connection becomes stronger, and then they start, you know. Um, uh, sharing whatever experiences they want to share, and then their relationship be- becomes even more meaningful. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. Absolutely. So I have a question. Um, sorry, I'm the question girl today, apparently. Um, <laughs> the the host families, are they sometimes not Latino families? Yes. Uh, okay. I, uh, you know, that is something that uh, we try to look for Latino families. Mm-hmm. Uh uh, but sometimes we are not successful, and uh, and we have families that offer, and and of course that is not my uh, uh, job to to determine which family is going to host a child. Mm-hmm. But uh, but I do have a lot of input since uh, I am working with that child uh, as as to if that is a good fit for for the child. That's why I work with those caretakers. You know, uh, and I, um, we we do nurture hard, uh, just so they they can start making those that connection with this, uh, with especially teenagers. Mm-hmm. Also the teenagers that are here, you know, they have had come uh, all alone, uh, and their journeys were pretty uh, significant. Uh, uh, you know, sometimes weeks, you know, uh, walking or. Um, mm you know, going through, being alone, sleeping in the desert or wherever it is, you know, so they, they, they come with, uh, um, with a lot of experiences that are difficult to describe or to even put into words for them. Right. right. So we just see their intensity, you know, coming forth. Yes. And, and, um, 
and host family. But I have to say, only once in in in, in all these years, I have encountered uh, a host family that was not uh, not that they were not willing, but I think they were coming from a different perspective. You know, they. Um, they didn't uh, necessarily wanted to make a connection with with this teenager, you know. They were um, just happy with to provide for for this uh, child, you know. So, um, which is it was only one time, and there were a lot of other uh, circumstances uh, with that. But for the most part, caretakers want to to connect. They want to. Uh, to make that uh, teenager be part of their family, they really uh, they invest their time and uh, and their energy into doing that, you know. And they're looking looking for ways to do it. So nurture heart is is very helpful mm-hmm. uh, in in uh, initiating establishing those relationships in little ways, you know, yeah, little uh, baby steps, as we mm-hmm. say. Yes, you know, to without being intrusive. Right. You know, just just uh, uh, starting to get to know this this teenager in, and give that teenager the the assurance that he's being supported and that they are there for connection and and, and relationship. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's such a gift that you're working with these uh, caretakers because I just think about the the level of trauma that these youth experience um, coming over here. Um, you know, there's so many, there's so many levels of it, you know, from leaving their families to the actual journey here, mm-hmm. and then the arrival here and the experience, whatever, whatever that experience might, may bring for them. And then they get, um, they're so lucky and blessed to be, um, to be introduced to a host family, but this host family sometimes is not a family of their own um, country of origin, right? They're, um, they're a family who is, I don't know, could be, um, a white family. It could be an African-American family. I don't know, you know, but other cultures and, um, how, so there's just that next level of challenge and trauma and trying to, um, assimilate, acculturate all of that to this new life, this new culture, this new, it's almost, I can't even, I, it's yeah. very difficult to wrap my mind around the experience they must have. So the gift that you're giving them is I, I'm, I, my heart like beats stronger when I think about and picture you out there and we need more of you <laughs> out there bringing nurtured heart to these families that are these host families and to the, the youth that have come over, um, you know, bringing nurtured heart to them because that is though that it is a gift because it's, it's laying groundwork for them to be able to connect on in a way that they may not have been able to do on their own. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, and I think that's a gift of 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 nurture heart of the nurture heart approach. I, I think uh, a lot of this um, uh, children go through like I did, although I was a college kid. You know, you go through those those. Uh, the process of assimilating, of acculturating. And when you're a teenager, you know, um, uh, there's a lot, especially teenagers, uh, there, there's a, a lot uh, uh, that goes into their, uh, their self-image or the, or the image that they portray to the world and, and how they're being, to be accepted, uh, to have friends. So uh, they go through this uh, sort of conflict 
about you know who they are yeah you know you know I want to be here and I want to be like everybody I don't want to stand out like somebody different but I oh I'm I am different so yeah. how do I you know how do I reconcile that and I think that is an advantage for me in in that sense that I am also you know not I was not born and raised here so I I can uh, say to them, it's okay to feel that way sometimes that you, you know, uh, that you're trying to, to, to find yourself uh, uh, as a 15-year-old as a or 16-year-old in, 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 in this country, you know, where do you belong, you know, or who are you? So um, a lot of these host families too sometimes get together, which is, uh, is good. Uh, they have their, you know, they, the, the, the church especially brings them together and they have their own social events. Now with COVID that has been limited, but uh, mm -hmm. so then um, a lot of, uh, of these children, these teenagers get to know one another. And then the families also find, find support in one another, uh, mm -hmm. having, having a, 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 you know, an, an immigrant child in their home. So so it's building a community and helping, help, you know, the idea, I suppose, is that it, it would be helping these teenagers to find themselves or, you yes. know, find themselves in this new place, in this new way, yes. this new and, version. And the, the, the uh, and I can honestly share that because I, I did go through that myself, right. you know, right. where, where do I belong or who I am or... I, I, I have an accent. I remember thinking that I have an accent. I don't want to have an accent. I have to, mm. I want to talk like everybody else. So nobody knows. <laughs> and then I remember thinking, yeah, I'm, I have an accent and I will always have an accent because that's who I am. Right. You know, this is the way I look. It's always, I'm always going to look uh, that way, you know, but, but I was much older than these kids and I did have uh, uh, and continue to have uh, a lot of support around me and with my family uh, and and I struggle with that so uh, some of this uh, young uh, uh, you know the, these teenagers some of them continue to have the support of their own families in their country of origin we try to we try to uh, give them the option to to communicate with their families to you know to be able to maintain those relationships uh, but some of them don't uh, and and it's it's just different stages mm -hmm. of of their immigration or their acculturation, I would say. Right, right. Well, it's it's another layer of an it's an added layer of a gift that you have to offer to them that you can relate from your own personal experiences. Um, I'm sure that that helps them to it helps you to build that relationship and trust with them so that they trust what you're offering them with nurtured heart approach. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Wow. This one of this this um, conversation is is inspirational. What you're doing is inspirational. Um, I I think that your compassionate heart is um, it's a heart of gold, um, and I appreciate that you are sharing it with um, as many people in your community as you can. And I just thank you so much for joining me on the show today for being willing to talk about this, have this conversation. Uh, I think this is a timely discussion. Uh, you know, there's, there's so much going on in this country right now. Um, so, so many, in so many ways. Um, and this particular um, challenge is one that 
deserves to be spoken out loud and shared to the world in a nurtured heart way, right? Like how can we show up for people who are experiencing humans? These are human beings, just like you and myself, you know, who are experiencing trauma. Mm -hmm. So let's show up for them, right? And that's what you're doing. So thank you for for doing that. Thank you. Um, And before we wrap up, I would like to ask if you have any last parting words of wisdom for anyone out there who might be facing the fear of immigration uncertainty. Uh, I would. I, I think that that the last thing that we should let go of is hope. Ah. <laughs> you know, and I always I I love this uh, saying by um, the Desmond Tutu, who is the bishop in South Africa. Uh, he, he says, hope is being able to see that there is light despite all of darkness. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and I always say to, to uh, f- people and families that uh, it's not a magic thing, but uh, we have to, to be hopeful. We have yeah. to uh, know that uh, there, there, you know, uh, each day we can have an intention uh, of hope. And uh, so we can uh, each day live uh, the best way that we can, hoping that there's going to be light, (laughs) more light at the end of the tunnel, let's put it that way. Yes, Uh, yes. Thank you for sharing that that quote. Uh, You you gave me chills and brought tears to my eyes. And, um, you know, I think that speaks to (laughs) so many people in the world right now, so many people in the world that we, we have to have that hope in the darkness. And I am so glad that you, that that was your last words of wisdom because it truly is wisdom. And uh, just a reminder for our listeners, before we end our show today, you can go to our website, childrensuccessfoundation.com for more information on trainings in the Nurtured Heart Approach in your area and free resources. And a special thank you to my guest, Juana Zagara, and to everyone listening, Don't forget to see what's going right in your daily journey.